on this episode of This Justin. Truck leaking human feces causes multi-vehicle crash. Now let's start the show. Hello everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome back. Um, it's me. Did you forget about me? Have you forgotten what my voice sounded like? Um, I wouldn't blame you if you did. It has been a while since I have done a podcast and I wouldn't blame any one of you if you weren't listening to this right now because uh, it has been so long since I've done one, you probably thought that I was just done doing them. You know, there's a lot of people that they start a podcast and they do episodes for a while and then they stop and you never hear from them again. And, you know, they're a dime a dozen, you know, there's so many podcasts in the world these days and most of them are just dead. They're out there floating around. Uh, they're not having new content added to them. Um, and I don't blame you for thinking that that was probably what happened to this one. However, um, I was just going through a bit of a time. Um, I didn't really have a space to do this in for a while. So a lot's happened since my last show. Um, I know it's been a couple months. I can't even remember when the last, like exactly the exact date that I did the last show. I could look it up, but I don't care to do that right now. But my point is, is that, um, you know, it's obviously been a while and the reason it's been like that. So I'll get you all caught up to speed. So, uh, my life in a nutshell over the past couple months, um, has been, well, I guess the biggest thing is I, I am no longer in the RV by the pond. Um, you know, I told you guys last time that I had bought land and I was getting ready to build. Well, that was the case and I was getting ready to build. <laughs> uh, however, the builder who I had been talking to for, uh, months and months, uh, about four months, uh, going back and forth with going over all the plans, you know, came out, looked at the land I bought. We had mapped out like where everything was going to go. I mean, we were, you know, we were in it. Um, and, um, he wasn't really giving, treating me like a top priority, this particular builder the entire time. Um, sometimes it might take like a week for him to get back to me, but basically, I mean, he was the guy that said he was going to help me and do the job. And he actually lives across the highway from where I live. So he's basically a neighbor. And I was like, you know, Hey, you know, this guy says he can build me a house in, in my budget and he lives right there, you know, makes sense. So um, I, you know, I'm loyal to a fault. So like, even if I've made up my mind that I'm going to work with someone on something, you know, I'm going to see it through. And even though this guy was very, um, delayed and getting back to me a lot of times, you know, I still stayed with him. I, I didn't go off and look for other builders. I was like, this is the guy who said he's going to help me. Hey, I'm going to take his word for it, you know? And we go back and forth for like four months. We're working out pricing and plans and layout and all this kind of stuff. And we finally get into the loan process. Okay. So like I have, 
submitted my application to my lender. I filled out all the paperwork and the builder has to send in his own paperwork. Well, um, it's around this time that he texts me randomly one day and says, um, hey, I don't want to build your house anymore. And he didn't really give a good reason why. He basically just said he wasn't going to do it anymore and that he had someone that he knew who could do it and that he would send me their number and best of luck, goodbye. And the worst part wasn't that the guy broke up with me necessarily. It was the fact that he wasted four months of my time. So I didn't know when the next time I was going to be able to uh, find a builder. I didn't know how long it was going to take. I didn't know what I was going to do at that point. He had just given me a number to this guy that who is also a home builder that he knows who could build a home for me for about the same price and yada yada. So uh, I called the guy, the other guy, and turns out he could help me, but it's going to take a lot longer. And honestly, I was just ready to be out. Um, I kind of already had my hopes and, and uh, set on, you know, being out of the RV by the pond by a certain time, and that wasn't going to happen. And so I spent quite a while just trying to figure out what I was going to do. I eventually got into a rental, which I'm in now. So I got a rental. I am in a rental um, until my house is built. I did work out, you know, everything with the new builder. He seems to, you know, actually be going through with it. And silver lining, the layout that this new builder has is actually I like better than the layout that the other builder had. So... You know, I'm able to all work out in the end. It just sucks that I had so much of my time wasted. You know, four months of... Like, I could have already been... Had broken ground on the construction of the house by now. I had the guy just, you know, been up front with me in the very beginning. So, anyway, that is the story of why I have been kind of out of it now. I'm in my rental. I it's it's nice. It's very nice. I'm not complaining. Like the 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 place I'm renting is very nice. Uh, I cannot complain. It could be a lot worse, and I'm just happy to have my own space. I have not, you know, I realize that I have not lived alone since I was seventeen. No, eighteen. Eighteen years old. Uh, no, sorry. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, since I moved out, I have never lived alone. Since I moved out at like 17 or 18, I have never lived alone. You know, I went from living with my parents at home, and when I went to college, I had roommates. And then when I got out of college, for my first year out of college, I still had a roommate. And when I met my now ex-wife, when we were dating, we moved in together. When I moved out with my roommate, I moved in with her. And we stayed together and got married. And we were together all the way until, you know, the divorce that happened um, about over a year ago now. 
but the separation that happened a couple of years before that. But even then, I was staying in the RV by the pond when I moved out of the house that we had together, and which, as you guys know, was on my parents' property. And yes, I'm aware of what a loser I sound like saying all this, but you know, we've been through this. I I've been very open about everything that I went through during the divorce and everything. And I am lucky to have had the opportunity to stay in the RV by the pond. Uh, with that said, I am happy to be out of it. And I'm on my own now. And this is the first time I have ever lived completely alone. Like been in a house that was on a place where there was no one else on the property or in the house itself. And so uh, it's new, but I really like it. Like I, my house is clean. It's quiet. You know, uh, my son is with his mom right now. I love when my son is here. Don't get me wrong. I would have him every single day if I could, but I'm just telling you that like right now, um, it, being in a house all by yourself on a property that's all by itself out away. Like I can't see my neighbors. I, I live out in the country. And so like, I'm on this acre of land and there's trees and there's like nothing but fields around me and there's no houses that I can see. Like I can look out in all directions and I don't see houses. And it's just not like I feel completely alone, which is very uh, opposite of what I'm used to. However, I really like it. Like this is nice. Um, so I'm not complaining that's just the 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 you know the difference of um how my life was and how it is now but I am not complaining I enjoy it. So anyway, <clears throat> on with the show. Uh that's just to get you caught up on, you know, everything's kind of happened in the meantime and why it's been so long since I've been able to do one of these, but now that I can do one, I have my own space, I'm here alone. I'm really looking forward to kicking this thing back off. I've got several people who are lined up who are going to be coming in to be in person, you know, now, cause I can be more accommodating to guests, you know, people are going to actually be coming here in person and, you know, podcasts are always, well, for me anyway, so much better whenever I actually have, uh, someone to talk to, but I was itching so bad cause I just got moved in like uh, a couple weeks ago and, you know, I've been doing the whole move-in process and kind of getting settled, and I'm all settled in now, and everything is, you know, ready, and uh, I've been itching so bad to do another one of these that I just couldn't wait until I had a guest, so I'm going to do another solo show just to kind of, you know, get back into it, but just know that I do uh, plan to have more and more guests uh, in the near future, so anyway, moving forward with today's show, so what I'm going to do now is I have 24 news articles that I kind of been, you know, scanning through my news feed and emailing to myself. So I have a, I have a list of 24 emails in my inbox. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Siri pick a random number one through 24 in whichever one it picks. That's what I'm going to talk about. And I have not read in detail any of these news stories um, I've only looked at the headline. So I look at the headline. If the headline sounds good, I email it to myself and it sits in my inbox as unread. And I've done that and I have 24 of those. And so I have not read in detail any of these stories that I'm about to talk about. Uh, I'm going to pick a few. Uh, well, I'm going to have Siri on my phone, pick a few 
and then we are just going to go through that together so here we go let's get started uh hey siri pick a number between 1 and 24 4 is 21 21 okay so i'm going to go to the 21st email in my inbox which is 24 oh yes this is a good one here we go Starting off with a bang. Truck leaking human feces causes multi-vehicle crash. <laughs> Truck leaking human feces causes multi-vehicle trash. Trash, I was about to say trash. Crash. Um, well, how do I... I'm opening up the article, but now, for some reason, not allowing me to see the actual story. One second, hold on. Okay, never mind. I got it. Here it is. Okay, so <laughs> truck leaking human feces causes multi-vehicle crash. Um, that sounds fun. A truck leaking human feces caused multi multiple vehicles to crash on I-95 in Connecticut on Monday, July 17th. Uh, the first vehicle to crash was a motorcycle. The 36-year-old driver lost control as he drove over the feces and fell off his bike. So after the truck leaked feces, the first guy to crash was a guy on a motorcycle. How awful is that? To be on a motorcycle and you're like exposed to it. It's one, like if you're in a car, you know, you run over it. It's, it's on the car. Your car is going to smell, but, you know, you're going to be fine. But of course, like the first guy to crash is someone who's like exposed on a motorcycle like just just sliding through all the human shit on the highway, like on his back as his motorcycle's going, he's just sliding through it, and he has no way to stop. And like the more you flail to like try to stop yourself, you're just like getting yourself more and more covered in shit. <laughs> he was taken to the hospital with minor injuries. Well, probably because. He had like, you know, it was very lubricated, the highway. There wasn't a lot of friction. He probably, it was probably like just a slip and slide. He probably just like slid. He probably just glid across the highway uh, like, you know, like a slip and slide covered in baby oil. Uh, he probably wasn't hurt at all. Um, around the same time, a Toyota Avalon lost control and spun out of control crashing into the concrete barrier then a honda civic blah 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 a whole bunch of cars um about 40 minutes later a tractor trailer lost control and slammed into another tractor trailer which then slammed into two police sorry into two parked police cars on the highway the vehicles were unoccupied as officers were assisting other motorists involved in crashes. So, wait a minute. Am I reading this right? So, the spill happened. The initial crashes happened. And then 40 minutes goes by. And still no one has sprayed the shit off the highway. And then, in 40, so after 40 minutes... A, a, a semi-truck lost control and slammed into another semi-truck, which I assume was just caught up in the traffic jam, 
which slammed into the police cars that had arrived in the meantime. Why did it take them so long to clean the shit? Like, fire trucks always show up pretty, you know, like at the same time as the police. Like, anytime there's a, there's a wreck, you think they could just, like, spray it off the highway and, like, with, you know, with the fire hose and, and cleaned it up and then been on their way. Um, the driver of the leaking truck did not stop and continued to leak feces on the roadway. Witnesses said that the truck belonged to H.I. Stone and Son, office, uh, S.O. officers, I don't know what S.O. means, but it says S.O. officers contacted the company. Oh, I'm an idiot. That's so. Oh my gosh. Who wrote this article? Here's what it says. Witnesses said the truck belonged to H.I. Stone and Son, so officers contacted the company. I thought it said S.O. officers contacted the company. Oh my gosh. I swear I've only had two beers. I'm not that drunk. And also a little bit of whiskey. I'm working on that right now. Um, they called the driver and told him to pull over until police arrived. How did they have his number? They called the driver and told him, how did they have his number? Was it like one of those things like on the back of the truck? Like, how's my driving? Call this number. (laughs) Even then that doesn't go to the driver. That goes to like some, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Who does that go to? Does that go to anybody? Has anyone ever actually called one of those numbers where you're like following behind like a big 18 wheeler and it says, how's my driving? Call this number. Has anyone actually called that number? And how many of those phone calls are positive? (laughs) Like I'm imagining, I'm trying to imagine like a what a positive phone call would be like to one of those numbers that's on the back of an 18-wheeler. How's my driving? Call 1-800-blah-blah-blah. You just call him and be like, you know what, I just really wanted to tell you guys what a great job he's done. I mean, he's using his signals, his blinkers. Uh, He gave me the little flash as a thank you, and I flashed my flashers back at him to say you're welcome. I mean, and he honked at me. I I I flashed my boobs at him. And he gave me a little honk. He pulled on the horn and went rank, rank whenever I showed him my tits. Just a really great guy. Um, the driver, Shaky Stevenson. Of course, his name is Shaky Stevenson. Uh, 34 years old, was taken into custody and charged with 12 counts of first-degree Reckless endangerment. Oh my god. What was he doing with shit in there in the first... H.I. Stone and Son. What do they do? Is this like a septic tank pump company? You know, like you have septic tanks and you pump them and it goes into like a big truck full of other people's shit and then you drive it somewhere and dump it. And where does that go? Where do they take all the shit? I've got to look into this. I want to know, like when you when you when you when you pump human shit out of a septic tank and you fill it up into a big tanker truck. Where do it go? Do 
Do they take it to a giant toilet somewhere and then flush it? I have to find out. One moment while I look this up. Okay, I think I've found the answer here. Okay, so from a website called ProfitableVenture.com, uh, written in April of 2023, where do septic tanks trunk? Where do septic tank trunk trucks? God, why can't I say trucks? Septic tank trucks dump. Um, are you wondering on the safest place to dump the contents of your septic tank truck? If yes, here are the best places to dump the contents of your septic tank truck. <laughs> Apparently, it's just up to the people who are dumping the septic tank. Um, it says, uh, let's see. Wherever there's a lot of people operating their homes, uh, waste systems, blah, 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 this important service. Okay, we know that. Uh, note that once the waste is removed, there are only so many things that can be done with it. Before federal laws started restricting septic sludge dumping, waste companies would simply bury it in dump sites. As it became clear that sites like these were a health hazard, they were outlawed. Uh, these sites remain, though. Many are in the process of remediation or cleanup today. Uh, federal and state laws govern the final destination of the contents of septic tank trucks. Most times, the septic contents are taken to waste treatment plants and added to the stew. That's a unfortunate word to use for that. Added to the stew piped in from a municipal sewer system or delivered to independent for-profit companies specializing in the treat, treatment of septage. Uh, septage may be treated in cesspools, which hold the waste while chemical or biological materials break it down into effluent. Uh, effluent is E-F-F-L-U-N-T. That's I guess that's the broken down version of septic stuff, like composting it, basically. Uh, septage may also be dumped in approved landfills. Um, so it either goes to a, like a private company for whatever reason that they're going to use it for, or it can go into a landfill. Um, owing the dilemma posed by disposing of septic tank content, septage is often used in another way to grow our food. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? That's actually not like, it sounds gross. But if you think about it, it's like, that's where everything ends up. It all ends up getting, you know, anything that's like organic, which shit is, it all ends up back in the ground at some point. And all those materials get recycled and put back into the soil and used to grow new plants and animals eat those plants. And it just continues in a cycle. So, I mean, it sounds gross, but, you know, people put like manure on the ground all the time is fertilizer. It just comes from cows. But for whatever reason, like whenever we think of it as, you know, human shit, uh, it's much grosser. And it probably is. Like human shit, I'm sure, is probably much more disgusting than cow shit. Uh, because cows don't eat jack-in-the-box tacos. But, you know, still. Um... If leveraged correctly to cropland with good soil and a low water table, the soil should act as a filter in the exact way a drain field does in the backyard of a home 
uh, with a septic tank. However, there's another more cutting-edge way septage is being used these days. Generating electricity to power homes. Oh, like uh, they must be talking about like uh, methane or whatever. How uh, I forget what it's called, but you know, you use methane to generate electricity. Uh, note that it has long been acknowledged that the methane produced, there you go, as a waste product in the breakdown of sewage could be used to generate electricity. Although methane is a simple fuel, it can also be broken down and used to generate electricity using fuel cells located on-site at treatment plants. The electricity produced doesn't combust, so there's little to no pollution generated. Oh, nice. Okay. So... You can take it to a landfill or you can sell it to a company and they can use it to make electricity. Um, it also could be, what is gravity drainage? Gravity drainage comes from a difference in elevation to remove unwanted water and will support a steady flow of water, blah, blah, blah. I guess just making compost. I don't know. Anyway, so that's what they do with it. Um, they either just dump it or they take it to somewhere to have it turn into electricity. But my assumption is that there's way more just dumping it into landfills than there is uh, using it to generate electricity. But you know what you should do? If you have like a... I should start a company where I make a deal with people who pump septic tanks and I use it to make compost and then I sell it to people for their gardens. How easy is that? Not a bad idea. Anyway, next story. Hey Siri. Pick a number between 1 and 23. 22. I have to say 23 now because I read a story, so now there's only 23 left in my inbox. 22. Okay. Oh, another good one. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Escobar's cocaine hippos in Colombia becoming a big problem. <laughs> so Pablo Escobar, like the... Uh, you know, the guy that... Isn't he dead? Pablo Escobar? He's dead, right? Isn't that the guy they made uh, Narcos about? Like the first season of Narcos? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Anyway, he's got... Yeah, I remember in that show, they showed the hippos. They showed Pablo Escobar like at his compound in Colombia or whatever. And the dude had like pet hippos. I remember that now that I'm reading this. Um, says that his cocaine hippos are becoming a big problem. I wonder if this is like cocaine bear. You know that movie where the bear got high on cocaine and started just murdering people? I wonder if that's what we're talking about here or what. Let's read. Okay, so Colombian drug kingpin Pablo Escobar may have died three decades ago. Well, that answers my question. See, I told you I didn't read these articles. Um, but part of his legacy lives on in his native Colombia, namely his prized hippopotamuses. Today, the descendants of those hippos have become a big problem throughout the country. 
Escobar imported four hippos, three females and one male, from Africa to Colombia in the late 1980s. I have a feeling I know where this is going. The one male bred with the three females, and now you have a ton of cocaine hippos running around. After his death in 1993, they were left to roam freely in the marshy areas of Colombia's Antioquia, I don't know if I said that right, department. Since then, the original cocaine hippos have been reproducing rapidly. Ah, there you go. And they're probably not native to Colombia, I wouldn't imagine. Uh, There were an estimated uh, 98 hippos in the country in 2020. A 2022 census found that that number ballooned to between 181 and 215. So we went from 98 in 2020 to around 200 um, in two years. Uh, yeah, that is pretty fast. Doubling in two years. Uh, and then if they double again in two more years, then there's going to be 400 and then 800. And then, yeah, that could be a real problem. Kind of like the pythons in Florida right now, like how they're causing such a problem. Uh, before one argument, before one argument against dealing with the hippos was that our information was limited and our arguments theoretical, uh, but we have put that argument to bed now. This study shows that this is a real issue and that the state must act urgently. 37% of these hippos are juvenile, and 35% are young adults, signaling that the hippos are breeding rapidly. Uh, They have been running rampant in recent years, causing serious attacks on humans in 2020 and 2021. In March 2023, one hippo scared parents as it entered a school playground. Holy shit, at a school playground. Can you imagine? Like going to your kid's school and they're out there playing on the playground. There's a fucking hippo. And hippos are vicious. Like if you think, oh, what's wrong? He's just a friendly little hippo. No, hippos are more dangerous than lions. Like they kill more people every year than lions and i'm going to prove it to you because i'm going to look it up right now hold please okay i found something uh here so there's an article by az animals uh hippo attacks how dangerous are they to humans and this was written in march of 2023 so this is recent um there's some key points here listed at the very beginning Key point number one, hippos are some of the deadliest animals in Africa, killing at least 500 people a year. Oh my God, 500 people a year. That's so many. Um, An angry hippo can easily outpace a human, averaging 20 20 miles per hour in short bursts, whereas a human can typically only run six to eight miles per hour uh yeah or if you're me maybe three miles an hour at best uh hippos are known as some of the deadliest land animals in the world with the mosquito being the overall winner okay i didn't know that but that makes sense because you know mosquitoes you know will just give you all the stds um 
hippos attack hippos do attack humans and are very dangerous when it comes to these large river horses that's what their name translates to in greek i didn't know that either i know it's river river something but river horse why horse they look nothing like a horse like river cow i can see river cow but river horse the fuck that's a fucked up horse like, who looks at a hippo and thinks, oh, river horse. <laughs> Those fucking Greeks. Man, they're all drunk. Uh, there are about 500 deaths per year to humans in Africa. This number is shockingly large and outpaces nearly any other animal on Earth. In fact, hippos are known as some of the deadliest land animals in the world. Uh, with the mosquito being the overall winner for a long time now, currently it's 725,000 per year. So, 725,000 people die each year from mosquitoes. But are they dying from mosquitoes? Or are they dying from the diseases that the mosquitoes carry? And I know that that seems like a meaningless distinction to make because it's but like if people got the virus without the mosquito being the thing that gave them the virus like you know because mosquitoes aren't the only way you can get a like a virus maybe some like i don't know like malaria i guess or can you get malaria without mosquitoes that's that's what i'm saying like are there diseases that mosquitoes can give you and the disease will kill you? But also if another person gave you that same disease, that would also kill you. And then you wouldn't say, oh, that you wouldn't say a person who gave you a disease that killed you, killed you. You would say that the disease killed you. Unless it's like AIDS. And then someone who like knowingly gave you HIV, gave you HIV intentionally without you knowing, and then you died of HIV, I guess then you could like hold that person for murder, but you wouldn't say that a person who unintentionally gave you a disease that killed you murdered you like you, that person's not the cause of death it's the disease the virus so anyway my point is we're not talking about mosquitoes we're talking about hippos and hippos are fucking terrifying um let's read on here the most common hippo attacks come from the water with humans on boats since hippos are submerged it can be incredibly hard to see them from the surface if a human floats by while fishing, it's easy to miss the massive animal at rest. Suddenly the hippo will launch itself at the boat, usually capsizing it, and once the human is in the water, there is very little they can do to stop the attack. Uh, but hippos don't eat meat, do they? Are, are they just... I thought they were like, they were just herbivores, or are they? I could be wrong. I don't know. Hippos don't have an axe to grind with humans. They are simply unpredictable and likely to attack an intruder, but 
Uh, are hippos dangerous to other wild animals? Besides humans, hippos are also known to attack lions, hyenas, and crocodiles. Lions and hyenas generally avoid hippos with, with how easy it would be for a full-grown adult to kill a pack of either of So even a pack of lions won't fuck with a hippo. And that is basically all you need to know about how badass hippos are. Um, they're extremely territorial. Their mouths are giant. They have these giant bottom teeth. Like, if they bite you, you're fucked. And they can basically wrap their entire mouth around your whole body. Uh, and kill you. So I wonder how many people have been, like, killed in Colombia. Um, with, uh, by, or, say, by the cocaine hippos. Uh, let's see. Oh, one second. <clears throat> hmm, it doesn't say... I went back to the article. It doesn't say uh, how many people have died from hippos, but that is uh, a little bit about. So apparently, but it said that you know he the hippos were already there, right? Like he only brought in four. Was he the first one ever to bring in hippos? Like were there no hippos in Colombia until Pablo Escobar brought in? those four hippos that he bought and then suddenly the population took off i'm gonna find that out real quick okay so i looked it up and uh yes it does appear that pablo escobar brought hippos to colombia in the 1980s so there were not any before he brought them and when he brought those four those four turned into the 200 that we have now. And it says there could be up to 7,000 hippos in Colombia by 2060. That's hilarious. That some guy who made a shit ton of money off of selling coke. Uh, he got so much money. And he got bored and decided to bring in hippos and now they could completely take over a whole country and kill a bunch of people. That dude is still killing people even after he's dead. Oh my goodness. Hey Siri. Pick a number between 1 and 22. Twenty-one. You picked twenty-one last time. All right, we will honor it. Um, what is the twenty-first news story in our list of twenty-two? NASA enters home stretch in mission to reach golden asteroid worth ten thousand quadrillion. Ten thousand quadrillion. I don't even know what that is. Let's see, a thousand quadrillion would be a quintillion. So this is ten quintillion dollars. That is insane. Uh, Pasadena, California. NASA scientists say that they are in the home stretch of preparing to launch a mission to a ten thousand quadrillion or ten quintillion. Why wouldn't they just put ten quintillion? Uh, dollar asteroid this year 
The, pre the preparation is taking place at Cape Canaveral with the Psyche spacecraft's liftoff scheduled for October 5th. The mission's goal is to study a space rock which in terms of potential value surpasses the entire global economy currently estimated at approximately 110 trillion. You know what's crazy is that the entire global economy is 110 trillion and Elon Musk has like half of a trillion by himself. And so he basically has like one, what is that, one two hundredth of the entire global economy just by himself. Is that math right? Hold on, let me check this. I don't want to give you bad information. Okay, sorry. No, his net worth is $250 billion-ish, give or take. So he's worth $250 billion. Um, and if you take that two hundred fifty billion, two hundred fifty, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine zeros, and you divide it by what was the entire global economy? What was it like a hundred ten trillion or something like that? What was that? One hundred ten trillion. Yeah. Okay. So divided by. 110, 10, 11, 12 zeros, 0. 0.002, so, uh, what is that, 0. 0.002, is that percentage, you multiply it by 100 to get the, yeah, 0. 0.2, yeah, it's 0.2 percent, of the entire world's economy. So one five hundredth is what I should say. Yes. So if you took all the money in the world of every country, of every person in every country in the entire world, and you put it all in a giant pot and you divided it by 500, Elon Musk would have that much. One of those 500 chunks just by himself and the other 499 chunks would be broken up between the other 8 billion people on the planet <laughs> oh my gosh oh yet i don't hate the guy i don't hate him i mean i guess he's earned it and what's the alternative communism that's not better so, like, you know, as crazy as capitalism is, and it can lead to, you know, things like this, um, where you have one person with basically one five hundredth of the entire world's money. Um, as crazy as that is, I still take that over communism any day. Um, there is a asteroid named 16 psych p-s-y-c-h-e 16 psych it's a unique metal rich entity located some 500 million kilometers away from earth orbiting the sun between mars and jupiter 
It is believed to have a core composed of iron, nickel, and gold, potentially valued at an astounding 10,000 quadrillion. Um, with less than 100 days to go before its October 5th launch. Oh, wait. Was that this October 5th? It has to have been. This must be like a older article. Did it already launch? No way. When was this article written? This article was written in July 19th of 2023. Yeah, so like it had a scheduled launch on October 5th and it's October 16th today. So dude, that's awesome. So it's already been launched, I guess. Um, it's undergoing final preparations at Cape Canaveral, Florida. Teams of engineers and technicians are working almost around the clock to ensure the orbiter is ready to journey the 2.5 billion miles uh, to get there. Uh, the mission team recently concluded a comprehensive test campaign, blah, blah, blah. Um, the launch will take place atop of SpaceX Falcon Heavy. Okay, thank you. Uh, I want to know what they're going to do with it. Like, how long is it going to take to get there? And when will they find out for sure? And then the question is, how do we get that gold out of it? How do we get all that stuff out of it? Could you imagine, like, if somehow that asteroid... Would that even add value? Like, let's say that asteroid landed on Earth and it didn't kill everybody. It just very gently landed, like, in the United States somewhere. And we were able to go and collect it and get all that gold. Would that make us richer? Like, I know it sounds like the answer should be yes, but we don't base our money off of gold anymore. Uh, we base it off of the gold. You know, it used to be based off of the gold standard. And the less gold you had, the more that each dollar was worth. And the more gold you had, the less each dollar was worth. But we don't use the gold standard anymore. But let's say that we did. If we did use the gold standard, if you got a bunch of gold, like a bunch of new gold from this asteroid, wouldn't that just make each dollar you had worth less? And everything would cost more dollars? Or would it be the opposite? And now you had a whole bunch of new dollars in circulation. And then everyone would have... But no, they wouldn't. Because then each... That's what I'm saying. You'd have more dollars in circulation. So each one would be worth less. They don't understand. I don't know if that would help. I think it might make things worse. Would it make things worse to have all this new gold? Would that make your dollar worth less? I think it would. I feel like someone smarter than me needs to answer this question. 
Um, that's really it. Like they 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 launched. Oh, I want to see if they actually launched it. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if they actually launched it and see what the plan is. Hold on one second. Okay, so yeah, it looks like they have. So I found this article from uh, nasaspaceflight.com. Uh, it says that NASA and SpaceX teams launched the agency's Psyche mission to metallic asteroid 16 Psyche from Florida on Friday, October 13th. So they literally just did, like three days ago. Um, they launched atop a SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket from Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Uh, it's the first mission to ever visit an extensively and extensively study a metallic asteroid. 16 Psyche is thought to have once been the core of forming planetesimal planetesimal back when the solar system was first. I don't know what that word means. Planetesimal. Maybe like they were the, like they made up the core of what would eventually become planets, maybe? Um, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, they actually did. They launched it three days ago as of today. And um, it is headed there. Now, I feel like they're disguising this as like some sort of, you know, like scientific mission. But I would bet that there are some people who are trying to figure out a way to get all that gold and stuff like back here. I would imagine. Again, I don't know if that helps anybody. Uh, seeing as how we're not on the gold standard, like, can you get a bunch of gold and then sell it and get real dollars for it? I guess maybe you could. Maybe you could. I don't know. I don't know how the economy works. I just know everything's expensive. That's all I know. Uh, that's as far as my economic knowledge goes of how that works. I just know that I get a paycheck and most of it goes towards just the bare necessities and what little tiny bit is left over. I hoard away because God forbid uh, something like my car break down and I need to get it fixed. That's uh, that's the extent of, of my knowledge of, of the economy and how that works. Um, okay, how about one more story? Uh, that's about all I have the energy for is maybe one more. All right, I took a break to go pee and get more whiskey. All right, so... Last story. Uh, hey, Siri. Pick a number between 1 and 21. Don't you fucking say 21. 2. Okay. 2. Uh, the price and taste of your favorite beer may be impacted soon. Here's why. This doesn't seem like a very good story to end on. I don't want to talk about this one. I changed my mind. Hey, Siri. Pick a number between 1 and 20. 
No, that's not a good one either. Pick a number. <laughs> there are a couple in here that I had in here saving for something very specific, and it keeps picking those. Uh, let's do another one. Hey, Siri. Pick a number between 1 and 20. 8. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. God damn it, one, two, three, four. I can't count. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, here's something that's interesting. I almost brought the wrong baby home from the hospital. That's the headline. Uh, but that kind of tells you everything you need to know in just that. I almost brought the wrong baby home. From the hospital I wonder how often this happens like how often do people because you wouldn't know like you obviously don't know you're doing it when you take the wrong baby home from the hospital unless you're trying to steal someone else's baby you did this by mistake this was not supposed to happen and so you're obviously unaware of it so I've I've thought about this before. Like, how many people out there in the world are with families, with moms and dads, who aren't really their mom or dad? They just accidentally got taken home by the wrong people, and that was that. <laughs> how would you know unless, like, you got a DNA test? But how often does that happen? You don't get, like, a DNA test to prove that the kid that you're for certain is yours is yours. You don't think to do that. You got you just accept it and you move on. Like how often does that does that happen? Um let's see. Here are the bullet points. When I gave birth to my daughter, I wanted her to sleep in my room at the hospital, but my birth plan went awry and she ended up staying in the nursery. When I picked her up, I accidentally took the wrong baby to my room. A nurse caught my mistake. Okay, a couple of things here. Let's start off with birth plans. What the fuck is up with birth plans? I don't understand the birth plan. Like, I've had a kid, okay? So, I, you know, when my wife and I were still married... She made the biggest deal about getting her birth plan together. Like, she, she, she made it like we were planning a wedding. We were planning, the, we weren't, like, you don't plan the birth of a child. You go to the hospital, you shit out the baby, you come home. That's the plan. Like, this whole birth plan, I didn't understand what she meant when she was saying, and I still don't understand it. I still, to this day, don't understand what a birth plan is for. Like, it's I know what it's supposed to be for. I know it's supposed to be, um, you, you know, you go to the hospital, and this is how you want things to go. You want this many people in the room. You want this to happen. You want this person to do this. You want this person to be allowed to come in the room at this point in time but not before and not after bringing this person. And it's like you're writing a fucking script for a movie, like step by step. And then what happens when you get in there? When you get in there, moms, you're going to get in there, or future moms, you're going to get in there, 
The fucking birth plan is going to be the last thing on your mind. You're not going to give a shit. You're just going to be trying to get that baby out of you and not die. That is going to be your goal. As far as anything else on top of that, it's whatever. You're not going to care. Like, oh, you're, what, what are you going to do? You're going to be in the middle of pushing the baby out, and you're going to be like, no, that person was supposed to come in after the third contraction, not before the third or the second or whatever. Like, you're, you're that's not how birth plans work. That's how you think you're going to go in line. You're, you think everything's going to fall into like this very specific order of events and you're going to have mental clarity and you're going to be able to like, be, you know, be aware of everything that's happening and you want everything to go according to plan. It's fucking not going to, it's not going to. Okay. So give up on this whole fucking birth plan shit. It's so stupid. Nothing gets my blood worked up more than like stupid shit that doesn't need to be complicated. We're taking something that's very simple and we're way overcomplicating it because we feel like we have this need to overcomplicate things because if it's not complicated, then we feel like it's not important. Just because something's not complicated doesn't mean it's not important. This is the most important thing you will ever do as a human a mom or a dad, is to make another human. That is the most important thing you will ever do. Not just making it, but also the raising it and everything as well. But in this moment, the making it, okay, there is, what's going to happen is what's going to happen. You're not going to have any control over what happens. Your goal, you should have one goal, get in there, have the baby, don't die, have a healthy baby and the baby not die and then you go home healthy both of you that's the only fucking plan okay so ladies can we cut the shit with the birth plans no one in the room you go in there you have the baby afterwards people are going to be there if you want people to come in tell the nurses that they can have people come in if you don't want people to come in tell them not to let anybody in and if you think before you have the baby, you know who you're going to want to come in and at what point, guess what? You're going to change your fucking mind. You're going to change your mind. And then the whole birth plan is going to go out the window anyway. So stop with this fucking birth plan shit. I can't tell you how much time and energy was wasted on making my ex-wife making a birth plan and it all went out the fucking window. Every single bit of it. The None of the pregnancy went the way it was supposed to go. None of it. Not a single thing. The entire birth plan she spent all this time and energy on, none of it applied because none of it happened because everything turned sideways and that's normal. That's what's going to happen. So stop with the birth plans. It's stupid. Also stop with the weddings, the overly complicated weddings. Put on some nice clothes, go to the JP, invite a few close friends and family, get married, go back to your place have a kick-ass party, take all that money you should have that you would have spent on the wedding, not should have, the money you would have otherwise spent on this big overly complicated wedding and all the expenses and put it into a really badass party and a honeymoon. How about that? Simple. Keep it fucking simple. Overcomplicating shit drives me insane. Anyway, I digress. My daughter was born in 2002 during an unusually warm winter on the East Coast. 
We had all been walking around, hatless and glow up. Who cares? Shut the fuck up. I had a birth plan, but we couldn't follow it. I had prepared to give birth as much as I could. Guess what? It was going to happen anyway, even if you didn't have a plan and you didn't prepare. It was going to go the way it was going to go. My birth plan was set. I was planning on a vaginal birth with no drugs. Oh, guess what? Oh, let me guess. That didn't happen? Um, I also wanted to breastfeed. I read all the books, magazines, and websites about pregnancy and what to expect, and none of it helped, did it? None of it helped. Uh, One uniform piece of advice all parenting magazines shared, let the baby stay in the nursery or else you won't get any rest. What the fuck? What? That's the worst advice ever. Let the baby stay in the nursery? You have the baby, and then you give it up so that you can get... Guess what? You're going to get rest. You're going to get rest because that baby's going to sleep, and you're both going to sleep. Give the baby up as soon as it's born to go in the nursery? See, this is what you get. This is what you fucking get. This is why you almost took home the wrong baby. Because you listened to some fucking parenting magazine. Shut the fuck up. Keep it simple. It's your baby. You just gave birth to it. Don't hand it off to a nurse to take to a nursery so that you won't see it for a day or two. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you want to be with your child you just had? Oh, but I need rest. You fucking narcissist. You'll get rest. You'll get fucking rest. This happens once, twice, three times in a lifetime. Just fucking enjoy the moment. Why do you got to overthink it? God, fucking women. Overcomplicating shit. Y'all drive me insane. I swear to God. Of course I thought I knew better than all those experts. Even though I had zero years of experience, I wanted to bond with my baby, which makes sense. And I thought that keeping her in my room immediately was the way to do it. It is. But an emergency C-section derailed pretty much all my plans. Well, that's not your fault. I reacted poorly to the anesthesia and was knocked out for her birth. What does that have to do with keeping her in your room? I don't understand why you can't keep a baby in your room because you had a C-section. I guess if they have to take it to like NICU or whatever. But anyway, I woke up in a dark hallway wondering what happened. I looked down and my stomach wasn't as big. Uh, The familiar faces, blah, 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 were looking at her. So she was knocked out. She had the C-section. The baby was removed. She woke up. She didn't understand. And so then they took the baby to the nursery. Okay, that makes sense. Then she went to the nursery to get her baby. And she said that she did notice that there was a different last name and birthday on the baby, on the, on the, the thing that the baby's in, like the little crib. Uh, so she went to what she thought was the baby and she says she noticed that there was a different last name and birthday on it, but yet she still thought it was her baby. Okay. Well, bitch, you're dumb. She said, but my sleep deprived brain rationalized it away. There was no amount of sleep deprivation that could cause you to go into a nursery full of babies and you not knowing which one is yours because you haven't even seen it yet and going up to a crib that has a different last name and a different birthday. 
and you still thinking it's yours. That's not sleep deprivation. That's just you is dumb. After 48 hours with no sleep, it's known as extreme sleep deprivation. Again, doesn't matter. Different last name. You don't forget your last name if you're sleep deprived. It's a different last name. I could not sleep for two weeks and still know what my last name is. Um, she took the baby. She walked back to her room. And the nurse said, where did you get that baby? Um, and then the nurse found out and brought her her actual baby. But here's my question. How many times has that happened and no one caught it? Or just the nurse is fucked up? Like, I wonder if there's been any research done on that. And But how would they know? How would they know? Because even the parents don't know. I'm going to look it up anyway, just in case. Hold on one second. Okay, so I found an article about uh, from the DNA Diagnostic Center uh, dot com. Um, it says up to 500,000 babies every year are at potential risk of going home with the wrong parent sometimes even despite the sophisticated identification methods employed by hospitals. I wonder what that means. Like, why? That seems arbitrary. Up to 500,000 babies are at potential risk. Not at risk, but at potential risk. But isn't every baby at potential risk of going home with the wrong family if they're taken from the mom to the nursery and then brought back to the mom? You know... I would imagine that's more than 500,000 babies a year. And is that the U.S. or is that... Uh, anyway, uh, it says, Although it's difficult to document specifically, some estimates say that any given point during their stay in the hospital, as many as one in four babies may be temporarily given to the wrong parents. Uh, up to 18 babies a year may actually go home with families that aren't their own, although the baby switch is generally caught almost immediately after the incident. Despite the statistics above, only eight incidents of babies switched at birth were physically documented in the United States between 1995 and 2008. It may be because there is no mandate in America, for instance, to be reported which makes getting hard stats nearly impossible until that changes. Yeah, and that's that's just the ones that they know about. Like, what I'm saying is you wouldn't know about taking the wrong baby home, you know, if it wasn't caught. But if it wasn't caught, then that, that's like a, a hospital fuck up. So, like, how often do hospitals fuck up and, you know, like a nurse is carrying like two babies and she gets to, gets to these two cribs. She's got one in her left hand and one in her right hand. And she's carrying them. And she gets to the two cribs and they're side by side. And she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> which, which one was the, which one was the Hernandez baby? 
Which one was the Smith baby? Let me get Hernandez. Was the left hand Hernandez or was the right hand Hernandez? Like, oh my God. Could you imagine being the nurse in that situation? Where, like, you're just standing there <laughs> and you have two babies in your arm and you have two cribs and one says Hernandez and one says Smith and you can't tell <laughs> which one is which and you forgot. <laughs> and you told yourself when you had the babies in your arms, no, 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 I don't need to make a note. I'll remember. And then you get, to, and then you get sidetracked with something in the meantime, and you get to the cribs and you're like, oh fuck, wait, which one was which? Was it the left or the right? Could you imagine just like being in that position, and you have to like make the decision on which baby to put in which crib? And you can't tell anybody. Like you can't go back to the parents and be like, um, okay, I've got two babies here. Do you remember which one is yours? You can't do that. Because then the parents may not know, and then they're going to be freaked out. And you can't ask the other nurses because then they're going to freak. And, and, and there's no way to know without doing like a DNA test, of course. But you don't want to do that because you're embarrassed. And so you're just like weighing like... Do I, do I get in trouble with my job and get really embarrassed in front of my colleagues for forgetting which baby goes in which crib or do I, uh, own up to it, you know, or, or do I just take a guess and put one in a crib and hope that, you know, I don't fuck up too bad. You got a 50, 50 shot, right? Like, you know, um, so just like uh, being in that position and I don't know how it works. I'm sure it's much more sophisticated than that. I'm sure there's like, I don't know, procedures in place or something that like, you know, that they take to try to mitigate that type of thing from happening. But you can imagine maybe in the United States, but like in other countries, like our other countries, do they have the same procedures or like, I, I would, I don't know. Like what's, what's the number? Like, just take a guess. What is it? It's it's more than zero. We know it's more than zero. There is at least one person walking around in the world right now who is a part of a family that they biologically do not belong to and they have no idea. Like, that, there's more, there's at least one person right now. And I would say there's many more than one 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 person doing that. Um... Let's see. In real life, baby switch nightmares. In central Russia, when her child was two years old, a Russian mother discovered that her baby's maternity ward ID tag had a different woman's name on it. She soon met the other mother and their sons were swapped yet again. So she raised them for two years, then realized she belonged to someone else, met the other lady, somehow reached out to her, and then they swapped kids again. How do you do that? How do you just... At that point, isn't the kid you took home kind of your kid? Like you spent two years breastfeeding them, raising them. At that point, isn't that kid kind of your kid? Haven't you made like an emotional bond or an attachment with that kid? Like I would imagine that that kid at that point 
is your kid, even if biologically it's not yours, like it's yours. Uh, um, Marion, Illinois, a mother's intuition kicked in when she was sent home from Heartland Regional Medical Center with her newborn son. She felt like something just wasn't right. Sure enough, she found out within hours that she had the wrong boy and that her son had been sent home with someone else. Apparently, the baby's ID tags were switched when they were circumcised. As if getting circumcised wasn't bad enough. El Salvador, in 2015, a British man and his Salvadoran wife gave birth to a boy at the hospital in Centro Gynecologico. The brown-skinned, dark-haired baby looked just like his mother, or so they thought. It turns out they went home to Texas with the wrong child. Holy shit, they went all the way back to Texas. Uh, how did he have a Salvadoran wife and he lives in Texas? Was this a mail-order bride? Because on a previous show, as you might remember, we discovered that's still a thing. Uh, the couple raised their child for three months but got suspicious. A DNA test proved that the baby wasn't theirs. And the baby switched to birth were restored to their proper families. The couple's baby was blonde and blue-eyed after all, like his British dad. How would you... How would you know what parents it did belong to? Hmm. Like I get you take the baby home, you realize it's not yours. Then what do you do? Call the ba- call the husband and be like, hey, you gave me the wrong baby. And then how do they find out who the parents are? I don't know. These are all good questions that I don't have any energy left to answer. Um but I hope you enjoyed the show. There's a bunch of random news stories and, um, you know, I, it was fun. Anyway, I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Um, I'm glad to just be back doing something. Uh, I plan to have a lot more shows coming up, uh, here in the near future. Some that are like this one. Uh, but you know, if I could have a guest every single show, that would be ideal. But, you know, I was just so itching to do another show uh, that I really just wanted to get one in. And I know that this wasn't very polished or uh, refined. Uh, but you know what? Whatever. Uh, we're just, I'm just doing what I can with what I got at the time. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you do, you know... Tell a friend, share it. Again, I have no social media. I hate social media. Very uh, against it. So, But you have social media. And if you want to share this with others, go ahead. And uh, more shows coming up here in the future. Hopefully better uh, with guests. And you guys have a great night. Thanks for hanging in there with me and continuing to listen. I appreciate you all very much. And goodbye. I'll see you next time.